Welcome to a special edition of Sanctimonious. Uh, today we got together just to discuss the brand new rules change, which I believe is the 1.3 edition update of the rules, uh, which had some significant erratas and a large reaction from the community. Yeah, so uh, yeah, this has uh, been the firestorm this morning, and I you know I always like to plug the Discord, so for the last three and a half hours, the Discord has been on fire with this discussion about the errata so we've had a chance to uh sit here and kind of type out our emotions but me and jake decided to uh come together here really quick and just kind of do a special errata sode of sanctimonious to kind of give our hot takes and kind of our feelings on the erratas so without further ado um let's just read let's just start with the errata first so library access code card number 115 should read play for the remainder of the turn each time you play another card draw a card purge library access and my heart just got crushed there's been a lot of discussion of course about whether or not there should be some kind of errata or change to library access i wrote an entire article pondering that question but i don't think anyone expected that we would we would get this change to where the card itself is just removed from the game after a single use. Yeah, so everybody was kind of on board with maybe... I mean, I didn't think lands was a problem. I thought there's answers to it. Lart's not that reliable. Lart is library access reverse time, so if your discard pile is empty, you have a chance of reshuffling back and playing your library access for the second time in a turn. And that, I mean, that one's super inconsistent, but I mean, library access and a pent seed is a fairly i don't know i don't want to call it even a fairly reliable combo it's a combo that can happen when you start doing it and you start looping through your deck yeah it takes a while some people i mean the article that was written said that you know just the fact that it takes 15 to 20 minutes for one player to take their turn when they're doing that is you know not good and that's fine like i can i can get behind that that's understandable but the purging of library access is such a weird call because no other card in the game purges itself after it's being played. And I know for, I, for one, have a few decks where library access isn't like, it's not a combo enabler, but um, it's a deck that cycles through quickly so I can get through the deck a couple times in a game and that's thanks to library access and other cards that draw cards when you play library access. And now those decks have kind of taken a big hit too because... I just get the one library access turn and then the uh, card is gone. A lot of discussion was maybe either just have library access not hit the discard after it's played. It has to remain in effect for the entire turn. That way you can't play it a second time. Or even with the new set coming, there's an alpha keyword that states that it's a card can only be played as your first card of the turn. And if you threw alpha on it, then again, you're killing the combos, but the card's actually staying in the deck so that if you have a fair library access deck, I guess is what we'll call it now, um, then the library access is only able to be used once that turn. And so then you nerf those combos, but then you still, you know, leave library access as a, as a card that's going to stick around more than one turn a game, which is really unfortunate. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely not the change I would have wanted. And I, and I'm, subscribe to your way of thinking that it probably was okay as is in the current meta of course um this happening literally the day before a brand new set of cards comes in perhaps 
there was some thought to how it might interact in that new meta. Uh, so I don't know. It's tough. Well, the thing is, it's it's not a re- it's not coming back in the next set. It's not in the next set either, which is such a weird. Right, but I mean, of course, the Call of the Archon sets are still going to be able to be played in Archon tournament. Yeah, they're they're not rotating out. So if the design team felt that you know these decks invalidated a lot, a large portion of the arrival of the Archon decks, <laughs> then you know that would be something that surely they would have considered and and making this change now. It's interesting. There's some rumors and some first impressions so far from people. I won't go too in-depth on them, but for the first time in the history of a game, a game may not have power creeped enough into the second set. (laughs) (laughs) And so now they're having to like, (laughs) they're having to like kind of crush the first set a little bit to make the second set a little more, um, I don't know, enticing. I guess is the word. The only thing worse than power creep is not power creep, apparently. (laughs) Not enough power creep to push your new product. Why don't we go into the other errata, and then we can kind of come back to sort of our larger thoughts. Sure. So bait and switch was the other one. And like I said, quote a card 267. Uh, This is one that everybody's kind of thought about having under phone for a while. So now it should read play. If your opponent has more amber than you, steal one amber. Repeat the preceding effect if your opponent still has more amber than you. Now what this effectively means is you can only max steal two amber from your opponent. Their very first frequently asked question they put in there is, my opponent has 14 amber in their pool and I have zero in mine. Start of my turn, I select shadows of the active house and play the card bait and switch. How many times does bait and switch trigger? In this situation, bait and switch's effect will trigger two times. There it is. And then the last errata is for one of the new cards, Drum or Not. They had to errata it already because it said, return a friendly giant creature to your hand. And Drum or Not Not itself is a giant creature. So if you had no other giant creatures out, you would just keep playing him over and over again and he wouldn't stick to the board. So now it says, return another friendly giant creature to your hand. So yeah, he can't return himself, which makes sense. Yeah, and out of all the erratas, I think that's the biggest issue. Just kidding. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) For the card that's not even in the set yet. So Sacrifice got a new update in the keywords. And the Sacrifice keyword states now, when a player is instructed to sacrifice a card, that player must discard that card from play. When a card is sacrificed, that card is considered to have been destroyed, and any destroyed abilities the card has resolve. Now, the new addition is, a player cannot sacrifice a card they do not control. So, things like Pawn Sacrifice already said sacrifice a friendly creature, but there's a new card in the AOA set. I won't say what it is, because it's not out yet, and you'll know what it is. Eventually, it's another Shadows card that says sacrifice a creature, but it doesn't denote friendly or not. It was intended to be a friendly creature, but... Apparently, in some of the, I guess, unsanctioned pre-release parties, people were playing it to sack their opponent's creature because they're like, it just says sack a creature. It doesn't specify friendly or not. So this little phrase was added there into to, to pretty much say a player cannot sacrifice a card they do not control. Where this brings up a little bit of a gray area is under control. 
um, control states, a player owns the cards that begin the game in their deck. When a card is played, it enters play under control of the active player. A player can take control of an opponent's card. When this happens, that card is placed in the new controller's play area. If it is a creature, it is placed on a flank of the new creature's battle line, or new controller's battle line. If multiple full effects that take control of a card are used on the same card, the most recent effect takes precedence. If a player takes control, it just goes on, but pretty much it kind of states in the control that like the card kind of has to be in your battle line or in your side of the table for you to control it, whereas remote access and nexus both read use it as if it was yours. So, I mean, the intention is that so if you if you nexus somebody's nepenthe seed, you sacrifice the seed, use the effect, then your opponent doesn't get it. But with this new wording, it kind of leaves a little bit of a gray area as to whether you can actually sack the artifact because it's technically not on your side of the table. You're just using it as if it was yours. And we're pretty sure, I mean, they're intending that those aren't going to change, but it just kind of makes it a little unclear. So hopefully they will specify that here soon. Yeah, it seems like something that just slipped by the development team. So I wouldn't be too stressed out about it, but I guess some uh, people are insinuating that the rules as written now would mean if you use your Nexus on your opponent's Nepenthe, you would actually just exhaust it rather than sacrifice it and still get the effect, which seems strange. Yeah, I mean, it's, in that case, in that case, if you can keep your Nexus alive, you have a Nexus that's actually a Witch of the Eye because <laughs> it'll be exhausted on their turn so they can't use it. So you could just use your library access every turn. Oh, wait, crap. No, nope, it's purged. <laughs> Okay, so final thoughts on the errata and rules update. Well, final thoughts slash where do we see the game going from here? Like, what cards do you need to be on the lookout for now? What decks are you going to start reconsidering? So the, pre, the, the thought right now for most players is that racing decks have just gotten even more powerful because bait and switch was kind of a powerful tool to kind of help keep them in check and punish them for getting out to a really fast start because you bait and switch when they're at eight or nine all of a sudden they're at four you're at five so they just did all the hard work for you um, with bait and switch only getting two now now you're going to look for other answers like interdimensional graft which says when your opponent forges a key you get all the leftover amber they have or doorstep to heaven each player um, goes to or each player is reduced to five amber something like that if they're over five, they get reduced to five. Um, effervescent principle is still not awesome, awesome, but it slows things down. Um, and then too much protect and urchins are going to be the new sought after meta to kind of slow things down and prevent forges when you're kind of behind. I agree. Um, I think the big winner is urchin specifically. I mean, that card is always you know half of a bait and switch at this point so i think that's kind of become the premier <laughs> steel with a body <laughs> with an elusive body can wear some of those you know shadows upgrades like reap steel one the dusk runner and urchin for those of you that aren't super familiar urchin is a one powered elusive shadows creature that when it enters play you steal one yeah hot take shadows still gonna be a really good house uh, <laughs> yep but there's an important caveat to all of that, which is tomorrow uh, Arrival of the Archons comes out and, you know, we don't know yet what that what the meta will take shape. 
You mean Age of Ascension? God damn it, dude. <laughs> Rival of Archons. Rival of the Archons, bro. I've been saying that in my head for like weeks and weeks. Uh, that sounds better, dude. Yeah, Jake is definitely, you know, on top of all of this. <laughs> my point stands that, yeah. you know, we don't know what's going to... I mean, a lot of people do the full spoilers out. Some people already have it. But even then, it's going to take weeks to sort of shake out which of those cards are really good and what combinations and what does well in a sort of merged meta environment where you aren't just playing uh, Call of the Archon decks against hey, each other. You, you, have the, you have the uh, <laughs> Age of Ascension decks mixed in there as well. So, you know, I think it could be really interesting and hopefully it'll be a lot of fun. We knew we were heading into a wild new meadow with Age of Ascension coming in tomorrow. But yeah, it's just become that much more open and wild because now kind of the established, and not established, I guess just the recognized Call of the Archon meta has now been kind of flipped on top of its head since, you know, lands decks aren't a thing anymore and bait and switch is, you know, nerfed pretty hard. So we're going to be figuring out two new metas at the same time now. Like, what are decks that are good without these cards or what decks have now just, you know, yeah. yeah. So it's, a, it's an exciting new world. There's a lot of things to learn now. There's a lot of space to play in, I guess. And I just hope that, the you know, I, I know the, the game is so fun. Like, we'll just find new decks. I mean, I do really enjoy it. I've got a lot of decks because I enjoy playing with a lot of different type of decks. So, I mean, it hit me on some of my decks, but then others of my decks that I haven't played as much have now become more intriguing with the new potential for what they can now get away with without some of these cards. Yeah, say what you will about um, the ne the need or not for this nerf. I mean, bait and switch and library access were pretty over centralizing cards in the meta. Which I mean, you would always want bait and switch in your shadows deck. You would always want library access in your logos deck. Yeah, I could make the argument, so I could take the argument, though, that library access was only really broken with the combos. Sure. I mean, if, you had it, if you had it just in a Logos deck with no way to recur it, I mean, you could hit that magical turn where you keep hitting Logos cards and you have a big turn, but most of the time you drew two or three cards, and you would have drawn those cards anyways at the end of your turn, so you really got no advantage out of it, other than the possibility of every once in a while getting that magical seven or eight card draw. Yeah, I disagree with you i think even if you draw three cards if one of those is logos like that's a big advantage being able to reach ahead to get that into play that turn and it's going to be setting up your next hand to be you know even better theoretically because you're not going to have a logos card sort of clogging it up so i don't know i mean when i open a new deck that has logos in it like the first thing i look for is library access and i feel the same way about bait and switch and shadows so i think it's exciting to be able to go back through my decks that I have and be like, okay, because I have quite a few of this. This is a great deck. Oh, I just wish it had bait and switch. And that kind of knocked it down to the tier two of the decks I have. I want to try those out. And I think the same with, uh, well, no, actually, because library access is still awesome. I still always want it. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome once now. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's it's enough, awesome once. man. I still think it's probably like, <laughs> I mean, outside of Time Traveler, it's probably still the best Logos card, in my opinion. Maybe phase shift. I mean, there's there's some good cards. I, okay, I'm, I'm going to retract that statement, but it's a strong <laughs> card. 
It is a strong it's a strong card, but it's not so strong that it should only be a once per game card. I'm gonna I'll firmly take that one to my grave. <laughs> we can agree on that. I I don't agree with the nerf, but I don't think it's the end of the world for that card. No, it's not. It's just sad, like I said. It's taking cards that were the best and taking them down to a level that there's still very good cards you want in your deck. Which at the end of the day sucks if you're somebody who spent hundreds of dollars buying a deck because it's the best and now it's just a good deck but you know outside of those situations i think it might be a a little bit healthy uh to open up the meta a bit especially in anticipating a new set yeah nope i'm i'm excited to see what what it all shakes out to be i'm excited like i said to try some decks that maybe got pushed to the side because like the prevalence of bait and switch made them not as attractive because, you know, gaining 20 amber in a turn is a lot of fun. But if you gain 20 amber and your opponent all of a sudden gets 10 of it, <laughs> it doesn't feel so good anymore. But now, you know, yep. yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be really interesting. Me and Jake aren't going anywhere. We're not burning our cards and ripping them up. And I've got an event tonight and then I'm going to go Friday and Saturday as well. So I'm ready. And so with this bonus episode, we are planning on doing kind of an Age of Ascension early impressions that's now going to even be more of a beefy episode. <laughs> Maybe No, probably not. We'll probably just focus on Age of Ascension early impressions. I think Jake said he's at least doing one pre-release, if not like three or four. You mean regular events? Because there were no pre-releases. Oh, sure, right. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to two. That's another thing. I'm rubbing, rubbing my face. I know. A little shaking my head action the emoji shaking my head just think of that right now yeah i think the last thing i wanted to say before we close out is the worst thing that could have happened the thing that would have really i think sunk keyforge is if people if age of ascension comes out and people made the you know group think decision that it's just significantly weaker than call in every way and didn't want to go out and buy more decks and play in events and just stuck with what they had. Cause then, you know, retailers would stop wanting to carry it. Um, so if this errata was a hedge against that, then I think, you know, it is justifiable in that way. It just sucks that it's, you know, hurting all these people that we care about and love the game. A series of unfortunate events, <laughs> prevent preventable events. But yeah, no, we're, we're, we're still going to be here. We're going to press forward. Um, expect our next episode is going to be a little bit later release, probably because we're going to allow ourselves to play the pre-releases and kind of chat in our Discord about early impressions. That way, when we present the information back to you all, we have a fairly decent understanding based on what we've played and seen this weekend and what others have played and seen this weekend. So look forward to that one and maybe releasing a little bit later on Monday or maybe Tuesday. Archons, that burning sphere you see in the sky is not a meteor. It is, in fact, the sun. It came up yesterday. It came up today. It will come up tomorrow. The sky is not falling. Keyforge is a great game. Stick with it. Get out there and forge those keys. Oh, Sam. No, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You stole my line, so I'm stealing yours.